Well, we come to that time where we hear from God's Word, and as we come closer to Christmas Eve, our scripture texts are honing in on the story of Christmas. And so today we are looking at Luke chapter 1, verses 26 through 38, and I invite you to listen with me for these words. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, favored one. The Lord is with you. But she was much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. For you have found favor with God. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great, and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be? since I am a virgin. The angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And therefore, the child to be born will be holy and will be called the Son of God. And now your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son, and this is the sixth month for her, who was said to be barren, for nothing will be impossible with God. Then Mary said, Here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. And then the angel departed from her. Friends, this is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Would you pray with me? Gracious and most merciful God, would you send the gift of your love to us in this time to meet us where we are with the gift of your spirit, with the gift of a word of good news, a word that comes not from me, but from you. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts gathered here be acceptable in your sight. For you, O God, are our rock and our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Well, for the past three weeks, we have been following a ragtag group of individuals as they seek to prepare for their yearly Christmas pageant. This uh, video series by the Skit Guys, The Glory of Christmas, has shown us through humor and through wit how God often uses the most unlikely, most unassuming persons to achieve the most spectacular things. We have looked first at Mary, and then we heard from Joseph, and then we saw from the perspective of the shepherds just last week. Well, today we turn to the perspective of the director, Joel, the one who has tried his best to corral this crazy bunch of folks just to try his best to keep everything together. And with Christmas coming in just a few days, it is now time for us to see how this Christmas pageant fares on opening night. 
So let's watch together and see what happens. This is the story of a ragtag bunch of church members who set out to perform a Christmas play, and the director who tried his hardest to just keep it all together. The glory of Christmas. Our annual Christmas show is tonight, and all the hard work, the blood, sweat, and tears comes down to this very moment. And like, like any show, there's going to be some last-minute snafus. Um, like, like, for example, my middle-aged Mary, she's been having contractions for about six, 16 hours. My Joseph hasn't memorized all his lines. Uh, Amy? Mary, my, <laughs> my dear Mary, it's been a long journey. My wise man is convinced that the nativity set will collapse. And my shepherd can't find a lemon for his tea. Articulatory agility is a marvelous ability, manipulating with dexterity. That We are telling the most beautiful and important story that's ever been told about an event that changed the world. We've lost the lamb. Mm-hmm. Quick, everyone make lamb noises. Call her back to the flock. He knows the lamb's a dog, right? Medical experts actually do not recommend this method for uh, dealing with panic attacks. But my mom recommends lavender behind the ears. Get away from me! I'm calling an ambulance. I think I'll be fine. It's for me. Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! Thank you guys so much for coming. All right, this is everyone. It's time. And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And all went to be taxed. Everyone into his own city. And Joseph went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea and unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem. I have this long-held tradition, I guess you could call it. Every year during the performance, I, uh, I step off the stage and leave the building. I just want God to do what God does. And the shepherds came with haste, and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger. doesn't matter where you see the nativity story, whether it's on a street corner or or in a church or even on your neighbor's mantle. When you see it, you have to consider it then and there. Are you willing to kneel at the manger? Will you believe in the miracle of Christmas, the glory of Christmas? Trust that this is the way that God chose to save us all. And all who heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But 
Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned. Glorifying and worshiping God for all the things that they have seen and heard as it was said unto them. Amen. Wow. Poor Joel. (laughs) I have to wonder if he has ever had more reason to believe in all of his years of running that church pageant that it would just not come together that night. It seems like nobody in the cast was prepared. Mary was going into labor, which admittedly is not her fault. Joseph did not know any of his lines, which is absolutely his fault. The wise man thinks the set is going to fall apart, and worst of all, worst of all, the poor shepherd cannot find a lemon for his tea. Does anybody here actually think that this ragtag group of people is going to pull off this Christmas pageant? It seems to me like Joel, the director, does not. And I can just imagine him running around as we saw, trying to put out all the fires, trying to make sure that Joseph knows his lines, trying to do all that he can to make sure that this performance that he has poured his heart and soul into does not fall apart. And in a lot of ways, I think Joel's behavior is not too uh, unfamiliar to us in this Christmas season for how often do we too, in the time where we ought to be remembering the glory of Christmas, get caught up in the hustle and bustle of the season as we run to all the stores to make sure that we get enough gifts and that we get them in time, that we run around the house to make sure that it's clean for the company that's coming. How often do we do all that we can just to try to make sure that our perfect vision of Christmas doesn't fall apart? Now, of course, with COVID, a lot of that has been completely thrown out the window, but it remains that Joel, I think, models for us what it is like to try to hold things together, to hold together an impossible task without knowing if it's actually going to work. Now, if I were Joel... I would have gone outside just the same, but I would not have gone outside as an act of faith. I would have gone outside because I would not want to see what was going to happen. I would not have had enough faith in those people, and I have been told that I can be an awkward person by osmosis, and so I would not want to be anywhere near that awkwardness. But I love that Joel goes outside, and that this is his practice to do so. And he does it as an act of faith because he realizes that he's done all that he can do. Poured his heart and soul into those cast members and into the performance, and he goes outside to relinquish control. He goes outside to leave it to God to do what God does to make the impossible things happen. And the performance might not have been perfect. It probably did not garner Broadway-quality reviews. But it was enough. It was enough. And it was enough because God was present with those people who said yes 
to participating in telling the story. It was enough because God did do what God does, what God always does, to make the most impossible things possible. This story of the Christmas pageant is not too unlike the actual story of the Christmas pageant. It's not too dissimilar from Mary's experience. When the angel Gabriel came to Mary and told her all that was going to happen, she knew that what he was telling her seemed to be an impossible task. And when she hears that she is going to give birth to the Son of God, she responds as any of us probably would. How in the world can this be? How can it be that God would use me? How can it be that God would have favor upon me? How can it be that I would be the one to give birth to the Son of God? How can all of this be when I am, in fact, a virgin and you're telling me that I am going to bear a child? How can it be that God would overcome what seems to be impossible odds to do something miraculous? I love how the angel responds. He responds with that affirmation that we so often need to hear, that nothing is impossible with God. And in light of our director, Joel, I think we can perhaps paraphrase what the angel says to say, let God do what God will do to make the things that seem the most impossible possible. See, Mary encountered what was a seemingly impossible task to give birth to the Son of God, which is just just a little bit bigger of a deal than pulling off a Christmas pageant, right? But the truth for Mary and for Joel are quite the same. That with God, nothing is impossible if we simply say yes to the work that God wishes to do in and through us. Joel says yes by walking away from the stage and letting God do what God does. And Mary said yes by saying, let it be unto me according to your word. They both said yes and trusted that God would make the impossible possible. And so perhaps the question for us today on this fourth Sunday of Advent is where in our lives do we need to hear the affirmation of the angel that nothing is impossible? Where do we need a fresh advent of God's barrier-breaking love to come into those places that feel the most impossible? To receive a message from an angel is something that doesn't happen very often these days, it seems. But let us not forget that Christmas is all about remembering that God chooses to intervene into our world and into our lives to make possible what is most impossible. Friends, if there is anything that is impossible, it is us coming to God on our own. No matter how much we try to be good, no matter how much we try to hold everything together that it doesn't fall apart, no matter how much money we give or how, how good we try, the fact remains that we have all fallen short of the glory of God and we will continue to fall short 
of the glory of God. And yet the good news of Christmas, the glory of Christmas is that God chooses to come down to earth in the most unassuming manner, in a poor baby boy, to to interrupt the impossibility and to say with finality once and for all that nothing, absolutely nothing, will be impossible with my love. And all it takes is saying yes. Joel says yes when he goes outside, and Mary says yes when she says, let it be unto me. And so the question for us today is how will we say yes to God's love for us that is breaking into the world In just a few days, on Thursday, we will gather again and we will remember that on Christmas Day, God's love comes down to make what has been most impossible possible. God restores our relationship with God. God restores our relationship with one another. God makes a way when there was no way for us to be restored for us to once again be at peace with God and to experience the joy of God's salvation. And this is a thing that is worth celebrating, and it is coming in just a few days, and the question is, how will we say yes? How will the posture of our hearts be open like Joel and like Mary to what God wishes to do in our world? In the face of so many things that feel impossible these days. We might be left with Mary asking the question, how can it be? How can it be that God would use me? How can it be that Jesus would be born and would die and would resurrect for me? How could it be that God could make a difference in this circumstance that feels impossible? How could it be that God would break into our world with a fresh advent of love. It is good for us to remember that in those places that feel the most impossible, that those are the places where we need God to do what God does. And God will, because God has done it before, and God will do it again to make the impossible possible, for nothing is impossible with God's love. This, friends, is the glory of Christmas. This is what we have been working ourselves to for the past three weeks. May our hearts be open to the advent of God's love that is coming into the world. And may what happened to Joel and may what happened to Mary happen to us, that we would have the courage and the faith to say, yes, let it be unto me according to your word. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, in the name of the love that is breaking into the world, may it be so. Amen.